0: All right. I want you to notice in verse 23 of 1 Corinthians 14, it says, If therefore the whole church be come together into one place and all speak with tongues, and there come in those that are unlearned or unbelievers, will they not say that you're mad? So notice this passage here, it's given instructions for speaking in tongues in the church. And obviously this is referring to speaking other languages. We're not going to talk a whole lot about that. But when he was given these instructions, he's doing this because things just kind of got out of hand in this church. Everybody came and was just doing their own thing. you know. And that would be a wreck if when we came to church, everybody just did their own thing. You know, We didn't have an assigned speaker. We didn't have an assigned song leader. You know, We had like no order of service. And I've preached on this before. And then everybody just kind of came and did what they wanted to do. And then I'm up here and I'm like, well, I guess I feel like preaching tonight. And then Brother Brian's like, well, actually, I wanted to preach tonight. You know, and then we're just kind of, well, yeah. anybody else? You know, we're just all kind of, it's just, everything's a mess. And that's what was going on in this church. And so he's telling them here, and obviously, you know, what was going on here, I think, was unique to this situation in that day. Paul nipped this in the bud years ago. So I don't think we see a whole lot of this going on, but I'm sure there's some examples that we could find out there, but not in the Baptist world. But you've got a bunch of people just all speaking in different tongues all at one time speaking in their own languages, they're not edifying anybody. And he brings up, he said, you know, what if somebody comes in here, somebody who is unlearned, somebody who doesn't know other languages, somebody who has no idea what you're doing, if they come in here or an unbeliever, they're going to think you're crazy. And he's warning them, he's telling them, you need to have some kind of structure to what you're doing, because if you don't, you're going to send the wrong message to people, and people are going to think you're crazy, and that's not good because it's going to affect your witness in that situation. So we see that um, how things looked were important to the Apostle Paul and how they did things in the church. And we ought to take those things into consideration. We ought to consider how things look to other people because we don't want to have a bad testimony. We don't want to turn people off. And so what I'm going to do in tonight's message where I want to apply this is in the, is I'm gonna continue what I preached a couple weeks ago, I was like three weeks ago, uh, on protecting your testimony online. And, uh, I didn't get through all the message and I've added some stuff to it, uh, that hopefully will be a help because I think this is something needs preached on a lot right now. We are in a new world. The, the things that we're facing now with the online world is something that the previous generation didn't have to deal with. Okay, now there's things that they had to deal with and there's principles and things we can learn from that, you know, but uh, what we are dealing with today is very unique in many ways and we need to learn how to handle it right because there's, while there's a lot of great things that we can do with the internet, there's a lot more ways we can get in trouble today with the internet. You know, there's a church in New York right now that's been getting harassed big time. Big time. They got a bunch of crazies out there protesting this church. I mean kind of violently assaulting these people. I mean just it's it's really bad. You know why? Because this pastor gave away an AR fifteen for some kind of promotion. Now I personally see nothing wrong with that. Okay, I, I've got I've got I am not offended by AR fifteens at all. I think that's pretty awesome if you ask me. But yeah you know, I can see where the world will lose their mind about it. So the thing is, you gotta ask yourself if we want to do an AR fifteen giveaway I don't think we will, but if we did, you know, we don't have to announce it to the whole world or let the whole world know we're doing it. You know, if we know, hey, this could potentially incite a riot, is it going to be beneficial for us to do this? You know, we need to kind of take those things into consideration. I'm not saying they were careless. I don't even know who this guy is. But at the same time, you know, there's a lot of potential things that can happen where, you know, Years ago, they could do any kind of giveaway in a church and nothing's going to happen because nobody's going to know unless they were there. Now, thanks to the Internet, that's not the case anymore. So one thing we need to do to protect our testimony online, we need to take into consideration how things look to those on the outside. Now, understand, there are some things that we do that we have been commanded to do that no matter what we do is going to look bad to the outside. Some of the things that we preach, some of the doctrines of the Bible, are going to look bad to the outside. And even if I put on skinny jeans and I do a cool slick, you know, a trendy hairdo and start talking like a queer, it's still going to be offensive to the world. There's nothing we can do to, to change that. I watched Ben Shetler, one of the most queer, trendy Baptist guys I've ever seen in my life, do a debate with this atheist lady on about homosexuality and stuff. And this guy is as Weak as you can possibly get on this, but because he still admits it's a sin, even though he falls all over himself talking about how much he loves homos, it still was offensive to this lady. It still was offensive. He's practically crying because he's hurting her feelings. And he's, she still thinks he's a terrible person because of it. There's nothing we can do about that. There's there's, just some things, you know, that there's some pearls that the swine just can't. They don't want. They're going to turn again. And they're going to ran you for it. So, but at the same time, there's other things that just don't matter. Things that, you know, it's just not profitable to put out there. And so we've got to th- we've got to take these things into consideration. So the early church we see, they were concerned about how things appeared to the lost. Now some people are concerned about how things appear to the lost and to the world because they want to be loved by the world. And that's not right. But some people are concerned because they want to reach them. Okay? I mean if you and that's a good that's okay. It's okay for you to be concerned about how things look to our community out here because we want to reach the community out here. We don't want to send the wrong message if we can help it. And some again, sometimes we can't help it. Okay. Any church that's out there that people got the wrong idea about before, I'm not trying to blame that church. I'm just saying it, it's hard now, but sometimes there's things that we can do that just it's like what do we think was going to happen? You know what do we think people were going to say when they saw that? And we ought to take that in consideration. We are because we're especially concerned when it comes to re- uh, reaching specific groups. Look what it says in Acts chapter 15 and verse 18. I think this is interesting because remember, in the early church, they had people that came along saying, because there's all these Gentiles getting saved, and so these Jews come along, these saved Jews come along saying, Except you keep the law of Moses, you cannot be saved. And they started commanding that everyone be circumcised, they get saved. And of course the apostles they nipped that thing, they stopped that. But at the same time, we do see that you know they did have a strong desire to reach the Jews, and all of these Gentiles who did not follow these Jewish customs that they made a huge deal about, there was a concern that these people might be off-putting to Jews that they wanted to reach. And so we see in Acts chapter 15, in verse 18, it says, Known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. Wherefore my sentence is, that we trouble not them, which from among the Gentiles are turned unto God, but that we write unto them that they abstain from pollutions of idols and from fornication and from things strangled and from blood so when they got together and they had this discussion about whether or not they needed to be circumcised obviously the gentiles got concerned about that and so they came together and they all agreed no this does not need to be done you do not need to keep the law to be saved none of us kept the law and yet we're saved. so why would we trouble these people so we're going to let them know we're going to send a letter to them letting them know you do not have to be circumcised You do not have to keep the law, but we don't want you to think that that just means you can just be completely lawless. And so he tells them we are going to let them know, though, now, not in order to be saved, but let's give them a command. Let's give them instruction that they would abstain from pollutions of idols. We shouldn't have idols in the church, folks. Now, you and I, we know an idol is nothing. If we got a statue of Jesus up here, you and I know that it is nothing. We will not be, we might not be defiled by that. We might not be vexed by that. But someone else, maybe from a Catholic background, might. If a Catholic comes in here, they might see that thing, and instead of getting focused on the preaching and the Holy Spirit, they're going to get focused on the idol up here that they're used to praying to. So, you know, we're not going to do that. We're not going to have an idol in the church. That would be wrong, even though we know it's nothing, even though we might not be personally offended by that. So they're telling them to stay from pollution of idols, from fornication, fornication is a big sin folks we shouldn't do that but do you lose your salvation if you fornicate no but do we want people in the church doing that absolutely not it says from fornication um, from things strangled and from blood okay eating with the blood okay that's first off that's gross but that was also very offensive to the jews and so he says in verse 21 for moses of old time hath in every city, them that preach him being read in the synagogues every Sabbath day. So they know that in every city there's people there that are preaching. You know, they're preaching from the law of Moses. They 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 know all these rules about the law and everything. And so if they see these Gentiles talking about Jesus and doing all this stuff, you know what they're gonna be offended by that. It's not going to benefit them. So they were they were given all these commands because they didn't want to be a stumbling block to the Jews, that they had a desire to reach. And you know what? If we're not careful, there's things that we can do that may very well be a stumbling block to those that we're trying to reach. Things that people just aren't going to understand. And, and, now, and there's a lot of things we could do that's not necessarily bad, but I don't think it would be profitable. Okay. For example, if we decided, we did a big promotion in town, we put ads in the newspaper that we are going to do a mass fag flag burning and we asked we called on everyone in town if you got a fag flag send it to us at liberty baptist church and on sunday morning after church we're going to have a fag flag burning now is there anything wrong with burning those flags no but really what's the profit in that all right what are we what are we going to accomplish by that Because understand, the newspaper's going to love that. The internet crowd's going to love that. They're going to have a heyday with it. And you know what nobody's going to do? Nobody's going to take time to listen to one of my sermons on the reprobate doctrine. These people have already decided they don't like the Bible anyway. We're not going to win anybody over doing that type of thing. So, you know, is it really profitable? You know, we need to think about these things because we're trying to reach this community and we don't, I don't know if we really want our introduction to these people to be you know you're the church that burns you know and, and, and the way rumors go it'd be you're the church that burns fags instead of just burning blacks <laughs> that would be that would be the rumor that would go around and you know that's just not beneficial so we don't want to do that you know we we do care about things look because we don't want it to be perceived the wrong way and that and online certain things can happen if we're not careful now Considering how things look to those on the outside is often an excuse, some use as an excuse to cover up sin, which is wrong. Now, in the old IB, for years, they've had a problem with not exposing bad preachers, not exposing immoral preachers. And at, their philosophy's always been, well, we don't want to ruin the work of the Lord. We don't want to give the cause of Christ a black eye. And so what do they do? They cover it up. And then these guys go and they do the same thing somewhere else. And then they really give the cause of Christ a black eye because churches are covering these things up. Okay, I get it. Things are going to look bad to the world, but you know we don't want to go doing. You know we don't want to use things like this as an excuse to cover up sins. But there are some things that's nobody's business. For example, if y'all are having some kind of family problems, I don't need to be up here in church online publicly talking about all that, do I? And if we have to deal with a problem somebody's having in church. We might need to do that. We might need to throw somebody out of the church. But you know what we're not going to do? We're not going to live stream that. Because the trendies will have a heyday with that. And they'll misinterpret everything. I see that all the time where, you know, pastors are dealing with business in church. I just watched a clip the other day where a pastor's getting on to a kid in church. And, you know, I'm pretty sure I understand what was going on in that situation. And I didn't think it was that big of a deal. But these outsiders are taking it and they're interpreting it another way and running with it and just making it like it's the worst thing that ever happened. And it's like, you know, it's not as bad as they're saying, but you know that probably shouldn't have been, probably shouldn't have put that online because that's something that could easily be perceived in the wrong way. There's some things, it's it's not the world's business. There's something, it's our business. It matters, you know, we're the only ones that need to know about it. You know, there's some things that may be, might be offensive to others that the public just doesn't need to know about. Look what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 8. 1 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 4 says, It's concerning, therefore, the eating of those things that are offered in sacrifice unto idols. We know that an idol is nothing in the world and that there is none other God but one. Okay? I wish Christians today would move on into the New Testament world and accept the knowledge that we have that idols are nothing, okay? We don't get freaked out by these things. We're not spooked out by this stuff. And you know what? We don't need to encourage the nut jobs and the vandals that are going out there, you know, tearing down statues and things. Okay? That is lawless, that is wrong. I'm not saying I'm for these statues or anything like that, but at the same time, too, I'm not offended by them. You know why? Cuz it's nothing. Okay? It's not a big deal. To me, because I understand it's just a hunk of rock. I, I get that. I'm not offended by that, but some people, they still act like these things have magical powers or something. We gotta go grind them all into powder if we're gonna, you know, fix the spiritual problems in our nation. It's like, no. I'm sorry. I think you, you need to read some New Testament. But anyway, it says, for those that are called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as there be gods many and lords many, but to us there is but one God, the Father of whom are all things, and we in Him, and one Lord, Jesus Christ by whom are all things, that we buy him. Howbeit there is not in every man that knowledge. Not everybody knows what we know here at this church. So there are some things I can get up and I can talk about it, and I can say, and you all get it. You get the message. In fact, there's a lot of inside jokes that we have. Often, I'll say things that are kind of like inside jokes to us, and everyone in here gets it. But not everybody online gets it. There's a lot of people that watch online, oh, did you hear your pastor Tommy said, and they, they, they get all mixed up with it, and they, you know, they get the wrong idea, and you know that gets kind of frustrating sometimes, but again, that's the new world we live in. You know, I got to kind of take those things into consideration, and maybe if we're going to be broadcasting these things online, be a little careful with maybe some of the inside jokes, some of the things that you know we would say that you all would get the message, but not everybody else will get the message. Ah, uh, I lost my spot. Where was I? I think verse 7. Yeah, so for some with conscience of the idol, under this hour, eat it a thing offered unto an idol. You know, there's still he's like, there's still some people that are dumb enough to think that that idol actually has some kind of power or something. There's still people that dumb today. And their conscience being weak is defiled. They're like that because they're weak. These people getting all excited about the statues getting torn down by a bunch of crazed vandals are just weak in the faith. And that's why they get up, they're beating their chest. I'm thankful they're destroying these idols, as though we're having a revival in this country. As vandals tear the country apart. It's like y'all are on something. But anyway, but take heed, lest by any means this liberty of yours become a stumbling block unto them that are weak. Okay, yes, you and I, we have knowledge of things. We know what's going on. We understand it. But we've got to take into consideration, especially when it comes to what we do that's being broadcast online, that there's people out there that are weak, that do not have our liberty, that do not understand what's going on. They will perceive it in the wrong way. They will interpret it in the wrong way. And we could offend them and make it difficult to win them over. So we've got to take these things into consideration. These are things we've got to be considering today as we move forward, trying to figure out how we're going to operate so we're not always you know, just putting out fires and just dealing with a bunch of junk that we don't feel like dealing with. You know, we don't, It's a big waste of time. So it says, For if any man see these which hath knowledge, sit at meat in the idol's temple, shall not the conscience of him which is weak be emboldened to eat those things which are offered to idols? And th- through thy knowledge shall the weak brother perish for whom Christ died? But when we sin so against the brethren and wound their weak conscience, ye sin against Christ. Wherefore, if meat make my brother to offend, I will eat no flesh while the world standeth lest I make my brother to offend. So he's like, I'm I'm just not even, I'm not going to have anything to do with that because I don't want to offend that weaker brother. And there's a lot of things that we can do that could offend people who misunderstand what we are doing. Now, I'm not going to go so far as to just handicap myself and tie my hands where we can hardly do anything because I just don't want to offend anybody. Okay. We can take this too far in one direction and just get super political and lame, and everything we do, because we don't ever want to ruffle any feathers. You can you can take this off two cliffs. Okay, there's two ditches on this thing. We can go too far, or like the Fox News Baptist, where we you know we're just super political. We don't want to say anything offensive, but we can go the other way too, where we're just like we're, it's like we're trying to get people to come riot. It's like we're just inviting the protesters to come out here. We're just asking for it. We don't want to do that either. There's there's two extremes we can go to on this. And at the end of the day, I'm just saying, when it comes to what we do, and when it comes to even what you do as an individual, you got to ask yourself, is this profitable for me to do this? If I post this online, what message is it going to send? Am I going to create a bunch of trouble that I don't want, or am I actually going to help? And we've got you've got to take those things into consideration. Because again, things are often misunderstood. And you know what? A brother offended is hard to be one in the city. And you know, I and I'm just you know again, I said this a few weeks ago when I started this. A lot of what I'm preaching, I've messed up on and said, so I'm learning from experience on this, okay? I've already confessed some of my faults on this, and let me just go ahead and confess another fault <clears throat> right now, because Often, too, when it comes to dealings with people online, it's super easy to misread things. It's real easy to take things the wrong way. It's easy to take text the wrong way. You know, Facebook posts, you know, some people think everything's about them. You know, YouTube comments. And let me just say, I hate to I hate to embarrass anybody, but we, you know, our visitor that's here today, me and him had a little interaction a while back where we kind of misunderstood each other. And I kind of went after him in a way he didn't deserve. Actually, kind of helped inspire some of this that message a few weeks ago, too. I can't believe he came here today after the way I acted. I really can't. That's, I think, you know, that shows some humility there. That shows some forgiveness. That shows a good spirit right there. And I appreciate that. Because, you know, after, you know, we kind of went back and forth a little bit and I kind of realized, ah, uh, you know, I might have been a little harsh there. It, it, I think I was like, well, I lost the chance of that guy ever coming and visiting. <laughs> but he did it anyway. I'm, I'm thankful for that. And, you know, and we were able to talk about it. Today. You know, I was, you know, I was. Expl- and, I, and I'm not trying to make excuses for myself. Not trying to make excuses. I was still wrong. But y'all, y'all know, I deal with a lot of stupidity in the online world. Okay, you know, we have people call here all the time. You know, just talked to a Knucklehead yesterday. You know, people that just, I mean, send me nasty messages all the time. I had somebody. Or, uh, one of the nights we were gone this week, I had three messages from somebody. Or from different people, just cussing me out like crazy, and I'm like, "What did I do this time?" And one of them said, "You know, they were just seeing, you know, checking to see if I was for real because they they said they heard about me on Howard Stern." And I'm like, "Oh boy, I hope not, because I'm in trouble if I I don't know I don't know what happened. I haven't heard he said anything about me, but I did get an increased amount of just negative messages and things this week. I don't know what I did. I mean, I, I haven't done anything lately that I know of, but could have been something I did a long time ago. Uh, but, you know, I was like, oh, great. Here comes another wave of attacks, but um, nothing really happened. But anyway, you know, things, you know, so you deal with that stuff all the time. And sometimes you just get a little jittery. And, you know, there's so many crazies that kind of come, you know, you just, you kind of start sh- suspecting everybody. And you know you deal with a bunch of stuff and then you, and a lot of times you do, you end up hitting somebody that doesn't have it coming. And these are things that we've got to take into consideration because it's, it's a bad testimony. we could offend somebody and not everybody's going to be gracious about it. Not everybody's going to be under have a spirit of understanding and forgiveness and give you another chance. Not everybody's going to do that. And we've got to make sure that we watch it because you know in this movement too, we believe two things very strong, right? Once saved, always saved. And once a reprobate, always a reprobate. Right? But, in this movement also, there's a lot of people who we thought were saved that we later took away their salvation, didn't we? But you know what we've never done? We've never reprobated somebody and brought them back to salvation. Y'all know that? You know how many people we've reprobated that we thought were saved, and we have never saved anybody that we thought was reprobated? Isn't that interesting, how that kind of goes? And I just say all that to say that, you know, and I didn't reprobate him after our conversation. But, you know, at the same time, you know, we did have, you know, there, there was some restoration there, even though there was some, you know, raw doing that was done. And we've got to be careful because, again, in the online world, too much stuff happens that's just kind of unforgivable that just never gets fixed. It never gets made right. You can't undo it. And we've got to, we've, so we've got to watch ourselves on these things. And take into consideration how things look on the outside. Now turn over to James chapter three. Here's another thing you need to take into consideration if you're going to be doing anything online. It says in verse 4, Behold also the ships, which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. Even so the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body. Instead of on fire, the course of nature and is set on fire of hell. Now, why did it say it's set on fire of hell right there? Is it because James believed, like a lot of people do, that you can use the word hell however you want? Because it's a Bible word? No, you know why he used the word hell there? Because when the Bible talks about hell fire, it's a fire that can't be quenched. And a tongue, it's a member that can't be stopped, kind of like the fires of hell. And he's warning people here that what you say, what you start with your tongue can start damage. It can start a wildfire. It can start trouble that you won't be able to stop. And you might be able to stop yourself from talking, but you can start something with a fire in that tongue that will just not quit. In fact, if you're not careful, you can start running your mouth in this church about someone else in the church. You've got a problem with somebody else. You start running your mouth. You start gossiping about them. And then all of a sudden, you quit. But sorry, you already started a fire that's not going to be stopped. Now that person's talking about you. And then we've got more people fighting with each other. Before we know it, we've got just a blow up in the church. And you're sitting over there, Well, like, I stopped. Yeah, but you know what you did You know what you haven't stopped? You haven't stopped the fire that you started. And you know what? Nobody's going to be able to put it out because what you said was wicked and it is like a fire from hell that cannot be quenched. And look at the mess we've got to deal with now. And we've got to understand all of us in here and kids, you too, you could potentially start a fire that no one can put out with what you do online. We need to understand the potential damage that could be done. Now, I'll just say it right now. You know, I've accidentally started a few fires before on the Internet. Some of them, I don't think I did anything wrong, but it kind of started a fire. Some stuff wasn't real well thought out. Started a fire. You know, some stuff was just negligence. You know, it probably was dumb. Started a fire. One of the biggest fires we started, all I did was I shared the one video of the Massive Conference. And I'm like one of the most hated people now in the homo world. All I did was share a video of the conference. And then they like credited me with the whole conference. It's already a huge fire. For weeks, we just were getting hammered like crazy. It was a big fire. And, and you know, I'm, I'm not saying I did anything wrong. But, you know, there's some things that maybe I, if I had thought out thought it out a little better, I could have maybe avoided some of the trouble. And at the end of the day, God worked the whole thing out for good. That's why I, I have no regrets about that. But at the same time, too. I'm not about to go try to start that again. Okay? Now it might happen, but if there's going to be a fire from hell going, I don't want it to be started from us in here or from me. Let somebody else start it, and then that way the Lord will put it out for us. But we don't need to be going out starting fires and causing things. And we need to understand, just like you can't you you can't tame someone else's tongue, the tongue is something that's capable of starting a fire that can be put out. And there are things that we can easily get out of control because of social media. You know, what you say, what you post could potentially incite a riot today. Now, I'm not saying this person was a bad person did it. I don't know who did it. But I wonder if that person who posted that video of George Floyd getting choked out, if they knew what would happen as a result of them sharing that video, if they had done it. And I'm not saying, I'm not even saying that they shouldn't you know they shouldn't have posted it. I mean, that was a bad thing. That kind of thing needs to be exposed. Chances are if they hadn't posted it online for everyone to see, it probably would have got swept under the rug and covered up. That's probably what would have happened. But at the same time, you got to wonder if that per, you know, with all the damage that was done in this country, if that person were like, "I didn't mean for that to happen." And look how many things that we've seen online that just, you know, things just blew up out of control, and the people didn't even deserve it. A lot of times, it's not even that person's fault. Okay, you know, How about that Missouri couple that just had their house raided and their firearms stolen by the government? First, they get their house raided by a bunch of lawless protesters. They defend themselves with guns and then offends the liberals. And then now, the government... I don't even know why. They, like, basically... I, I heard they raided their home, took their guns. You know how... And those poor folks... They got hammered just because it didn't look good them defending their mansion with firearms. Well, you know what? It was their mansion. And, you know, they got on their property. As far as I'm concerned, those people are lucky they didn't get shot. You know, and it's it's like these these people did nothing, but yet a video went viral of them and their world's been turned upside down. You know that can happen with you if your kids are just videoing something, this is nobody else's business. If they're if they post you know if they're talking about something, sharing pictures of things, it's just nobody else's business, it could be misread, it could be interpreted wrong, it could be and it could cause a ton of trouble for you. And let me tell you, you better warn your kids about that before you allow them on social media. You better tell, teach them how to just you know think. You know, take it you know just think before they post. Think about what you're saying and how it could be interpreted. What people are going to do with it and the potential damage that can be done. It can start a fire that you can't put out. And you better understand that is the world that we're living in today. And when you do, if you post something questionable, if you say something questionable, it's going to be taken. It's going to be interpreted in a lot of different ways. If you go to this church, you're more likely to be a target of some of this stuff just because people hate this church. So you bet you better watch out. That listen there. There are a ton of people out there that would love nothing more than to have some kind of screenshot they could show of just somebody that's a member of this church, a video of somebody in this church doing something wicked. They would love that. They would use that, and it would reflect on the whole church. And it will it it it'll, it could be used out of context. I'm just saying, use wisdom with what you do online. Use wisdom with what you say, with what you post. People to, one video, one picture could destroy your life. It could destroy your business. You gotta be careful. People today are so easily worked up into a frenzy. There is no law and order on the internet. Y'all understand that? Police today, they're not even looking into online threats. They can't. I talked to a police officer about it and he said, we, we can't even Unless there's something that makes it seem really credible, if they were just if they were going and looking into every online threat, they just don't have the manpower for it. People are able to say whatever they want, you know, and let me tell you, it doesn't feel good, you know, having a nasty email sent to you, threatening you, threatening your family, getting the nasty phone calls and things. And you need to understand, if you're not careful, people will do that to you. You know, you might think in your house you might think it's funny to joke about certain things. You might think it's funny to say certain things that are offensive, that just aren't profitable. But you need to understand, the wrong person hears you doing that. Some wrong person sees you doing that, films you doing that, posts it on social media. You could be done for. That's the world that we live in today. It is a dangerous place. So you need to be socially aware. Proverbs twenty-two-three says, A prudent man foreseeeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. You need to have enough wisdom. You need to be paying attention to what's going on in this world and and learn from these things and understand how things look. Understand how things can be perceived so you can avoid that stuff, so you can avoid unnecessary conflict. We don't need these things. You've got to have that wisdom. You need to explain to your kids what could potentially happen. You could lose your job over just over something you post today. And let me ask you, are we really changing the world are you really changing the world by that meme you shared about a queer? You really think? You, I mean, listen. Nobody's for memes against the queers more than I am. But you might not be in a position where you should be sharing that stuff. Now, maybe you're self-employed or something. You have the kind of job where you could be, you know, the most homophobic person in the world. You can be a racist if you wanted to, and it won't affect your business. But not everybody's in that position. And is there really any? profit is there really any benefit to you just going out there and just saying extreme things you know is it is it going to benefit you doing that now hey if you want to fight that battle go ahead if you're like well you know what i'm ready to lose it all to stand against the queers you know and i personally believe it is my calling to change one mind at a time through my offensive means we well, you know what i won't stop you from doing that you know i'll probably like most of your memes but listen, don't think you have to do that. And if somebody else chooses not to do that, it doesn't mean they're a coward. It doesn't mean that they're just not as hardcore as you. They're just like, you know, I really don't see the profit in this. I really don't think it's going to help anybody. So, you know, I'll, you know, I'm just, I'm not going to participate in that. It's okay for somebody to do that. Y'all understand that? You know, don't, and you don't, know, don't go. So, if you want to share your memes, go ahead. If you're in that position where you can. But you need to understand the potential. Because this is America, folks. You can lose your job over what you say. Free speech. Hey, let me tell you something about free speech. Free speech is protection from the government. You're not guaranteed protection from your employer. Y'all you understand that? You're not necessarily guaranteed protection from your employer for everything you say. So you better you better take those things in consideration. But you need also be prepared to give an account for every idle word that you post online. Anything you say can and will be used against you. I said it a long time ago. Doesn't matter. This, hey, this is a new age, folks. We used to just be able to say things and the only record of it was someone's memory that we could always say they got it wrong and there's no proof. Now the proof is right there. For everyone to see, and it will never go away. It says in Matthew twelve thirty four O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak of good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Now, this is on Judgment Day, but you know what? Just like on Judgment Day we're going to get hammered, we might get hammered on this earth for every idle word. On this earth, this very well could happen. Are you willing to have anything that you text put on display for the whole world? Listen, I'm always ready. Okay? I'm involved with the new IFB. I'm always ready for any phone call that I'm on to be being recorded. I mean, I just, I, I just assume anymore when that phone rings... Somebody's probably recording it. I just assume any text, any message I sent is probably being screenshotted, because the new IV is crazy with that stuff. I know people got files on me. I got all, there's all kinds of people just waiting until I get reprobated, and they're going to be all ready to unload the truck with everything I've said, everything I've done that I didn't like. That, that's just the way it is. It, there's a lot of crazy out there, and you know, and I try to take those things into consideration. And even if you're talking to somebody you think is a close friend, boy, don't underestimate traitors in this movement. Never underestimate that. The crazier things have happened. And you know, it's just a good way to be anyway. You might as well just be honest. You know, I shouldn't be talking on the phone and saying things I wouldn't want the whole world hearing. You know, I'm going to respect people's privacy when I'm talking to them, but I don't expect, I don't expect other people to do it. In fact, I expect them to not do it because that's just what people do many times. So we need to be you need to be, you know, are you willing for that? So before you send that text, before you do that post, is that something you want the whole world to see? Well, this is a private group. Baloney. Okay? There's no such thing as a private group. If anyone but you can see it, it's public. That just needs to be your attitude. Whatever group you're in. I don't care if it's one of these secret Facebook groups, if anyone is in it but you can It's public. In fact, even if you're dissident, it's public. Zuckerberg will allow you if he needs to, you know? You know, he, he don't care. It's, so just, okay, don't let private fool you. Okay, there is no privacy online. Everything you do, Because we forget that sometimes when it comes to even what we say amongst each other. We can go out in the middle of a cornfield. I can go talk to Brother Daniel, and we can just go gossip like crazy, you know, after we've, like, walked through water to make sure, you know, we've destroyed any microphones. And, you know, we know (laughs) neither of us have recorders, and we're out in the middle of the field. All right, there's no way anybody can hear us. And we can go, and we can just tear someone apart. But at the same time, if I know I'm going to give an account for what I'm saying to him before God one of these days, it'll stop me from doing that. And you need to understand online, there's a good chance anything you do is gonna be seen for the whole world. Girls, don't let some guy talking to doing any, doing something online. Oh you know, I'm the only one that's gonna see this. Why? I don't care if it's Snapchat. Hey, people could do screen recording, you know, uh screenshots, all nothing is private. That's a lie. And so, if whatever you're doing, whatever you're talking about, whatever you're saying, if it's if it's not something you would care if the whole world saw, do not do it. And I and, I, you know, and I'm warning you right because I'm not going to feel sorry for you when you get out of one of these days. You should have known. You should have known. You've been warned. This is the world that we live in. Nothing is private out there. You better be ready for that. That image of a screenshot with your name on it. It's just a powerful thing. You know, when somebody shares a screenshot like on a video or on Facebook, it just always looks suspicious right away. Even if it's not even anything bad. Isn't that how we always look at screenshots? Because it seems like secret information. Oh, congratulations. You found you know you are sharing a screenshot of mine from a public post I did on Facebook. Wow, I feel very violated right now. But see, so, yeah, but it people always look at it as negative, don't they? It's always even even if I was if I quoted Psalms twenty-three on there. Okay, listen. The, the haters out there that hate me, they would just enjoy and eat up a video of Robert Tuttle sharing sharing a video with a screenshot of me posting Psalms 23. I got this you know, screenshot. He had it where only his friends could see it, but now everybody and he'd have he'd have a heyday with that. And and people would look at that. Man, that scumbag, <laughs> you know, that dirty rat. <laughs> you know, and, you know, they interpret it however they want because he had a screenshot. And that, that's just how it is. Or, you know, that those recorded conversations. You know, it's like when you hear those things, it's like, man, they've got them. Even if there's nothing said that's even bad. Just the fact that you know, I was being recorded when I didn't know it, people think, oh, man, they got them. Yeah, but I didn't say anything bad. In fact, I like what I said. You know, I just wish they would always share the full thing of what I said. But, like, you know, that's actually pretty good. You know, people always try to, you know, scare me. You know, I'm just going to confess something here right now. It's probably going to get me in trouble with a lot of Baptists. One of my favorite Twitter accounts is called IFB Preacher Clips. All it is is clips of Baptist preachers preaching. And it is hilarious because some of the stuff Baptists say is really stupid. But some of it is really good, too. And I enjoy the clips because some am like, man, that's good preaching there. I like that guy. And there's other people like, yeah, he's a nut job. He's a rockmanite. You know, forget him. But it is amazing how freaked out these preachers get when one of their sermon clips gets scared. They hate it. Ah, oh, you dirt! You know they they get so mad because these guys shared a clip of them preaching. But wait a minute, isn't that what you said? Don't you like what you said? I personally like what I said, and most of the time, most of the time, so unless it's edited cleverly, and sometimes they do edit it, you know, cleverly. I usually like it. You know, it's a good clip right there. Thank you for sharing that and promoting my preaching. That's my attitude. Most of the time, but yet many people get freaked out by that because again, it's just it's perceived as that. Look, we exposed this guy saying this in his church. Oh, really? How'd you get a hold of that clip? I live stream publicly on my YouTube channel. You know, but yet, it's, you know, perception. It's it's just amazing way people take these things. So I understand. You, know, you can put every safeguard in place. You can come up with the strictest set of rules for how you're going to act to protect yourself online. But at the end of the day, here's what you've got to remember. Okay, so I'm preaching to you about protecting yourself online, protecting your testimony online. And I've thrown out, you know, some, I can give you ideas on ways you can protect yourself. I can talk about filters. I can talk about things you shouldn't do. I can talk about, you know, not saying anything in the heat of the moment, stuff like that. I can get up here. And I can say all that stuff to you. You can come up with the greatest rules in the world. But at the end of the day, your heart is always going to be revealed. Because that's what Jesus said in this passage. He said, "A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things." If you have a good heart, you know what's going to come from you online—good things. And again, sometimes people might take things the wrong way, but at the end of the day, for the most part, people are only going to see good with what comes out of your mouth, with what you post, with what you say, and it won't even. And the thing is too, when it's actually from your heart. It's going to come off as genuine, too. There's a lot of people that say a lot of good things, but I'm not falling for it. You know, it's not genuine. You know, they're real over the top with the flattery and everything. And you know what? Those people always get exposed, too. We've had many flatterers flatter me and my preaching that always expose themselves to be terrible people. I've got a bunch of them right now leaving flattering comments on my channel, on other videos with my preaching. I'm not falling for that for a second. These people are just trying to cause division. They're just trying to butter me up, hoping they can get me to do what they want me to do. I don't fall for that stuff. And while they're saying a lot of good stuff right now about me, because I know their hearts are evil, eventually they will show what they really are. They will be exposed for what they really are. That will happen in time. So I say all that to say, if you have an evil heart, mark it down You will reveal yourself in that online world. It will come out. You will expose yourself. You will get busted. You will get caught. It's going to happen if you are a bad person. No matter what protections you do, no matter how many ways you try to make sure you don't ever do anything wrong, if you're a bad person, you're going to reveal yourself. That's all. Just mark it down. You can't stop what's in your heart from coming out. You just can't stop it. It's going to come. It's going to show. And so if you want to protect yourself online, you know what? The best thing you can do in the world to protect yourself is get your heart right. Get your heart right with God. Follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Do Keep his commandments Love the Lord Love your neighbor Have the right kind of heart And you're not going to do that stuff You're not going to be out there saying dirty stuff You're not going to be out there talking in a filthy way You're not going to have a heart full of anger And you'll be just out there blasting everybody all the time If your heart's right You're just not going to do those things But if your heart isn't right You're going to do it Eventually you're going to do it Eventually you're going to lose it And you're going to be out there using all kinds of filthy vulgar language And it's going to expose you It's going to show you for what you really are You can only hide it for so long and I just want to say that to warn everybody because you can same thing here eventually we're all going to see what you are eventually it's going to come out understand that if, if y'all are hiding anything in here eventually it will be revealed it you can't help it you say you're scaring me past time well you know if you're a decent person you have nothing to be scared of we'll figure that out you know we're not going to figure out that you're perfect we're going to figure you know, this is a good person we can trust them they're all right but if you're a bad person, we will find out. Just mark it now. So the question is not what do I do to cover it up? The question is what do I do to get my heart right. Because you can only cover things up for so long. And at the end of the day, that's the main thing you can do to protect your testimony online is just get your heart right. And that's. That's where some people are, are just dropping the ball. So we need to understand, we're still learning as a culture when it comes to dealing with certain things online. And I believe much of the conflict that's out there today, it's because of misunderstandings. It's because of misjudgments. And at Liberty Baptist Church, we've got to understand, you know, our church does have, you know, an on, a large online presence. And, you know, what we do and what you do as an individual, it has consequences. And you need, you know, you need to be responsible with this effective but dangerous tool of the Internet and social media. It is dangerous. And just like some of us are going to go take a class, you know, on making sure, you know, we know what we're doing when it comes to carrying a gun around. Because a gun is a wonderful tool, but it's a dangerous tool. And we don't want to be doing anything reckless with it because we can do irreversible damage. So we're going to have some real safeguards in place to make sure we're ready for it. And we need to be the same way when it comes to anything online. It is an effective tool. It is a wonderful tool, but it is dangerous. And we better make sure we're ready. You better make sure your kids are ready before you turn them loose. Social media. You better, you wouldn't just give your little child or even your teenager a gun and say, it's your Second Amendment right, go for it. You wouldn't do that, not without some instruction, not without some training and some teaching. And you know what? You don't do the same thing with social media. It's your First Amendment right. Have at it. You know, tell your 12 year old daughter she can go talk to whoever she wants online. It's her right you realize who's out there wanting to talk to your 12-year-old daughter? She doesn't know. And honestly, she probably doesn't... You probably don't need to tell her that right now. You don't want to ruin her innocence. But hey, we know. We know what's out there. And so we're going to be very, very careful with these things So we've got to protect ourselves. So with that, let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank You so much for Your Word and for the instruction we have. Lord, That's timeless. Lord, we're in a brand new age with brand new tools with things like uh, the internet and social media that's just that, that's brand new but yet lord the principles in your word are so relevant for uh, how we need to handle these things and i pray you'll help us to apply these things to our life i pray you'll help us to use these things responsibly so we can use them for good and not go doing damage and starting fires that we can't put out And in your name we pray amen, amen.